Hello, hi, my name is Anthony Quinn. This is an episode of Food Addict. Um, I'm on the road. I'm in Los Angeles. Um, I got booked for an acting job. Um, not as fancy as it sounds, but hey, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I just wanted to, uh, you know, do this episode while I'm here. I have some free time. Um, some things happened to me on this trip. Um, some things happened to me before, you know, since I've recorded the last episode. So I figured I would, you know, start, you know, do an episode and talk about some of these things. Um, because, you know, it's life's too short, man. And we have to try to talk about things to get through them. And uh, there's some serious shit happening for me right now. Um, I friended this guy who was an older comic. Um, and he just really ripped me a new one. Um, I was actually recording this podcast with him last week. And he just, we got into an argument about a 12-step thing, which is my fault. I should never talk about anybody's recovery. Um, I was familiar with his program. So I disagreed with something that, um, we just disagreed with a philosophy um, that involves this 12-step program. And the dude just lost his mind. I mean, he literally like lost his mind. And the next day, um, he texted me like terrible things horrible things um like i mean you know nothing about comedy stuff about my son um i think i had shared that i had an internet troll hater guy um but that guy was just drunk he was just some drunk idiot um this dude was a friend of mine somebody that i was working with somebody that i really really trusted it's weird in comedy because, um, you know, you put yourself out there and sometimes you meet people and you don't know them for long, but you share this bond with them because you're like at mics or you're at, you know, your shows or whatever it is. Um, and you're doing this kind of stuff and it's not the kind of stuff you do with other people. So you have a special relationship with these, these, these guys or girls, these people. So when they hurt you, it hurts, man. It hurts when they go behind your back and do something terrible or just text you something terrible. And listen, I'm no angel, man. I am no saint. I, I, I tell people this all the time. I'm an asshole, man. I'll admit it. You know, but I try to be better for my kids. I try to be better for my, you know, I try to be better for me first. I say that all the time on this podcast because that's the only way it's ever going to work. You know, like, um, I have to like me. And you know what I do? For the first time in my life, I'm starting to like myself. And, you know, I'm still struggling with my food addiction. But I'm starting to do things that I like and I'm starting to like myself. And some people just don't like that. And you know what? Some people will never like it. So, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm a human being. We're all human beings. This is a very tough time. I had to go on an airplane yesterday. I got a call in the morning saying they wanted me in L.A. I had to rush to the airport. You know, rush all, put laundry in. I had to go say hi to my baby, go say bye to my baby because I might be here for a week. Um, and I mean, I'm just sitting in a hotel by myself waiting to get COVID tested. You know, this is not a glorious thing. I'm doing this because I want to work. Because this is a serious thing for me. I have an agent. She got me a job. And I came here to do this. So, 
I'm fly. I flew yesterday, and flying is a whole different thing now. You have to deal with all this stuff, and I'm not. You know, I remember when the shoe thing started. I was mad about taking my shoes off, and I'm not so mad about that anymore. I'm not. You know, I'm so used to this kind of stuff, but um, I don't know, man. It, it the getting coming, um, getting on the plane. I would say the security wasn't as bad as getting. Um, off the plane, getting here to LA. I mean, it wasn't bad for me, but I saw some other people getting harassed. And I just don't know. I mean, but it was, it was a rigorous process. And I didn't even have carry-on. I didn't even have carry-on. You have to put the thing in the bin. The guy kind of yells at you. I mean, it, it, to tell you the truth, I've been, in, I've been to jail, okay? <laughs> anybody who's, anybody who's, not prison, okay, just jail for a little while. Um, but it was similar to that. Flying was kind of similar to being in jail. Yes. You know, I mean, people are a little nicer to you. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so it was fine enough. Um, I get in and there's no shuttle bus. I'm waiting over 45 minutes for the shuttle bus. Okay? And, you know, I'm a comedian, actor, wannabe, whatever you want to call me. But I don't have money flowing out of every orifice of my body. Um, I have very little actually, and I'm fine with that. But they tell me there's gonna be a free shuttle bus. I get to the airport, there should be a free shuttle bus. The shuttle bus took over an hour to get there. And you know, I've mentioned this podcast is called Food Addict, and I was very upset. I wanted to eat something. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to settle into my room. And I didn't get back here till 11.30 at night. You know, I didn't get settled in my room till 11.30 and my plane landed at 9.20. And the apartments, the, the, the apartment, <laughs> the hotel was 10 minutes away. So, you know, this happened. And of course, me being Anthony Quinn, um, <laughs> I, you know, I was very upset. And it, it worked out because I wound up finding, a, you know, a way to get food. And good food, good local food. I like to get good local food when I come here. And food means a lot to me. Food makes me comfortable. You know, I'm trying to get past that, but, you know, now I'm working. I'm out here trying to, to keep my head straight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so, you know, I got that and things are okay today. But, I mean, I put myself through a lot of emotional stress. And this is what people don't realize is that I'm not doing it to act like an asshole. I'm doing it because I'm in pain. I was on a flight. There was no dinner. I didn't have any dinner. I had like pretzels. And, <clears throat> you know, it was a six-hour flight. I get home. I get to the airport. And then I got to wait another hour for a shuttle that's supposed to be there waiting for me. And I mean, I don't know. I, you know, I was in the middle of the road. I would, like cops wouldn't even mess with me. I was livid. <laughs> Like the LAPD was like, we don't want a piece of Anthony Quinn. I'm sure they would have taken a piece. But I mean, there's, I don't know, man, there's so many, there's like all these fires here now. Somebody was telling me um, there's all kinds of fires everywhere now um, here. So, I mean, it's just, we live in a crazy world now, people. And if you don't know this, then maybe you haven't been, been outside for a while. <laughs> but we lived in a crazy world before this COVID thing before this pandemic, but now um, 
it's just added like it, it's not it's not even crazy anymore really it's it's just strange strange and scary i would say is more of an explanation for it um i mean just going to the i i I've, I've been to lax a few times over the years and uh just going to lax last night was it's totally different it looks like an arcade lax was known for being a zoo known for being like crazy just very busy hard to navigate and i know a lot of people aren't flying now because of what's going on and that's that was probably the biggest reason why it looked so different um but you know they have all the computer stuff now you see all these people it looked kind of like an arcade or something you know it looked like an arcade it was very strange and uh i had my little temper tantrum about the the bus I told him, I'm going to call everybody. I'm calling the CEO of Holiday Inn. <laughs> you know, and I am going to call them, but you know what I'm going to call them about? I'm going to call them and tell them that the woman at the desk was very professional and comforted me. You know, I was giving her shit. I was calling them from the airport. I arrived, and then there was a problem, and she could have screwed me. Um, The... I took the wrong card, so my everything was paid for, but they just needed a security deposit. So they don't really take cash, but she did. She took cash. So I got into my room, and today I feel better. I ate something last night, and I feel better. And, you know, I, I was saying this on the podcast that will not be aired that I had last week. Um... Is that, you know, in 12-step programs, we talk about halt. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired, right? Well, I was tired. And I was hungry. And I was lonely, too. So, when we're in these kinds of situations, when I'm, and I, you know, I keep all this stuff about me. When I'm in these kinds of situations, I have to just give it up, man. Just laugh about it. I'm looking back on it now and being like, what was I so pissed about? You know, I, it's, it's, I was tired. I was hungry. I was lonely, I guess. You know, I just, you know, you're, you're in a new city by yourself in a pandemic. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not rationalizing. I'm not looking for excuses, but I'm trying to understand you know, I'm trying to have the proper perspective so I can, next time I'm in this situation, I can put myself in a, you know, in, in a spot to succeed. You know, that's it. That's all I want. Um, I'm pretty good at complaining. I'm pretty good at complaining. I'll admit it. I am. Um, but I would rather jokingly complain about, you know, joke stuff. Then get upset like that last night. I mean, that just takes your life force away. Um, and, you know, I think I was a little upset about what the dude said to me. And, uh, you know, I, I, I planned on seeing my kids this week. And I wasn't able to because I'm here. So, I mean, I think that's just how life is always going to be. Whenever you think something, it's never going to be all good. It just never is. So I don't know if that's just coincidence, um, but I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss these days for a lot of things, but one thing I am not at a loss for is um, 
having integrity and you know loving people that's what i want i want to love people and i want to mean what i say and stand for what i say and um if you're somebody listening to this podcast and you think that's not the case please contact me um somebody contacted me um the troll hater guy contacted me and i was nice to him i thought he was a comedian he contacted me about my other podcast quinspiracy um and the guy's like a QAnon Republican guy. He's kind of a wacko. I feel bad for him. He he has a picture of his um on his webs on his uh, Facebook thing. He has a picture of his his wife who died. He has a picture of them when they were younger and stuff. I feel bad for the guy. But you know, he calls me. He's all drunk. He calls me fat ass. And you know, I'm not funny. And I scream and my baby and all this stuff. And he mentioned my baby too. So I don't know. I mean, um. You know, everybody, that dude kept calling me a liberal. And if you know anybody who knows this podcast, anybody who knows me, you know I'm, I'm not into politics. I mean, it's the election. Um, back in my day, you didn't talk to people about when they were voting, if they voted. Um, I mean, everybody voted. You were always encouraged to vote. But you didn't come up to somebody and say, hey, you were a Reagan guy. Oh, fucking Reagan. You didn't do that. You didn't really do that. Now, I was a little kid. I don't remember that. Um, even I remember when, you know, the first president I voted for was Bill Clinton. And, uh, you know, George Bush still had respect. That dude was the head of the fucking CIA. And people just didn't know it. People didn't know. He was like, you know, I'm not a big George Bush fan. I'm not a big senior. I'm not a big junior. I'm not a big any of the Bushes fan. Um, but they still, that's what I'm saying. They still had some kind of, I, you know, and, and I'm really not into politics, so I can't really speak about their policies. Um, people are enraged about what went down during George Bush's, um, uh, George, the, the second George Bush, the younger George Bush. People are enraged about what went down on his, uh, his watch with Iraq and all the, the, the military stuff. I don't know enough about that to really judge. I can just tell you um, the the gist, the the aura that they gave off, the the like the um, the perception that they had. Like I don't care who you are. If you saw George Bush somewhere, you'd probably you'd probably be like, "What's up? How you doing?" But people now they hate Donald Trump so much they wouldn't even talk to him. God knows what they would do to him. So I don't know. I mean, president's always been a dangerous job, but. I think everything's just just um, different now. Everything's so different now. Social media has impacted everything, and um, there's so much good stuff. You know, if you're somebody who likes cannabis, I was just looking on the website here. They have 24-hour cannabis places here. They have 24-hour dispensaries that are that deliver 24 hours. They think they even said they're open 24 hours, but they they definitely deliver 24 hours. Wow, something's going on in the, in the hallway. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I think, uh, I think we all just have to try to be nicer to each other. Um, uh, I feel like a hippie saying this, but I think love is the only way out. You know, focus on the people that love you and the people that you love and do things for them. Do things for people that you don't like. You want to know how to make yourself feel better? 
you don't like somebody? I got, <laughs> this is funny. These people were laughing last night because there's a shuttle bus that looks just like the one I was supposed to take. And I was waiting up 45 minutes and this shuttle bus came and I said, oh, good. And he said, no, I don't go to the Holiday Inn. And I got mad at the guy. I said, but you're the, this is the way. He goes, yeah, but the other one, the one behind me. And so I started, you know, giving him a, I, I jawed him up a little bit. I said something. And he started arguing with me back. And I just looked at him and I said, I love you. And everybody laughed, you know. And everybody laughed because that's it. That's where I'm at. I didn't, I don't know that guy. I wasn't mad at that guy. I was just mad at the situation, you know. So I, I said, I love you. And then the conversation was over. He like said a little something. He smiled a little bit, laughed a little bit. Other people laughed. Some people laughed a lot. It wasn't a huge amount of people out there, but there was people out there. And I'm embarrassed about that too. I, I was making a scene. Um, I have Tourette's. I have ADHD. And it's not like I run around swearing at people all the time. It's not like I run around saying stuff under my breath. There's all different levels of Tourette's. You know, I was, you know, when you're hot, when you're, um, there's just, I don't really think it was the Tourette's necessarily last night as much as it was the, um, I was hungry. But that, well, that's it though. Yes, it does. When you're hungry, when you don't, when your body doesn't get what it needs, then it can't, it can't, um, it can't do what it, what you need it to do. So, um, you know, on second thought, maybe, I think maybe the Tourette's, there was some kind of, because when I got back, I was so upset. I was so upset that I just couldn't, it took me about a half an hour to get over it. I was just mad. I called my girl, made her upset. Then she was upset. And that's how quick things can fall for us sometimes, for me, right? Everything's good. I'm, I got booked on a job in L.A., Right? They're, they're flying me out here. They're paying me for one day of shooting. And I might even get on this film for, um, for the weekend. So, wow. Everyone's like, wow, but I still, you know, I still had this problem. And then, oh no, so what I was saying, what I was going to say is that all of a sudden everything felt like it was falling apart. I didn't even want to stay here. I wanted to leave. So, I mean, that's why we, I have to try to just let the feelings pass sometimes. And, um, you know, just um, think about the greater good. Let it pass. Wait for a day. Talk to some people. And that's what I did. And now I'm waiting for, the, um, for a COVID test. So, because I have to be cleared to go on set. So, I don't know, man. Say what you want about me. Say what you want about this podcast. I mean, it'd be nice if you went to Apple and gave it a five-star rating. If you feel it's not good and you want to give it a one-star rating, go do it. Go do it. Um, I love doing these podcasts, and I will keep doing them. Um, and I feel like they're good, and a lot of people have contacted me. You know, I always say dozens to hundreds, and that's what it is. Dozens to hundreds of people have contacted me about this podcast and told me that they like it, that, it, you know, 
always people that are on it always love it. So I don't know. They're all garbage to me. <laughs> I like doing them, but you know when you when you do this stuff, um, with comedy, it a lot of the the, the comics that go on my other podcast, Quinspiracy, and this one, do they don't even listen to them because we're so critical about what we sound like. I listen to them all. Um, but sometimes it's tough because you're recording something and you make a mistake and you're like, I, I could have done that better. That was a good joke I just missed. That was a good opportunity I missed to get something good. But, you know, it was just a second and it moves on. And now you'll learn to get, you'll, you'll learn to have the opportunity next time. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, if you're somebody that's trying to, to break into entertainment on any level and you're worried about what other entertainers think, then it's going to be hard for you. You know, and it's been hard for me because I'm a people person. I'm a, I'm a social person. I like to talk. And I like to talk about things. And I like to talk on the phone. And people just don't talk on the phone anymore. Nobody wants to talk on the phone. Somebody calls you, you got to tell, I'm, I'm going to be calling you. You got to set up a phone call these days. Yeah. These are the days of setting up phone calls. Back in the day, you set up a phone call. You said, I'm going to be home at four. Call me on my, because you just had a home line. So we did set up phone calls back then, but. You know, it's different when you set up a phone call when you just have landlines. But when everybody has a phone and nobody answers their phone ever, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to have a different outlook on things. I'm trying to be more positive. I always say good catches good. Um, and there is so many, there's, there really is endless possibilities that, you know, we can all do. Um as individuals or as um, groups, as nations. Um, life can be so great. And I know that. I know that. You know, I'm lucky I have my baby, my little one-year-old. And he's amazing. He is amazing. Doesn't matter, man. Doesn't matter what anybody in entertainment thinks of me. I'm going to go home and he's going to grab my beard and cry and want his mommy. <laughs> And it's going to be so cute. And then he's going to want me a little bit. And then he wants me more. And then we walk around. You know, and he's just, he doesn't know anything bad. He doesn't know about global warming. He doesn't know about the reptilians that are living in, in Antarctica. <laughs> he doesn't know about any of that shit. All he knows is that he wants his mommy. And that he just crapped his pants. <laughs> you know? He, and that's beautiful. That's how, you know, I, I, people say that's how it should be. I don't know. I don't know if that's how it should be. I don't know if anything is how it should be. I don't even know what that means, how it should be. Um, all I know is I have a problem with gratitude sometimes. Um, I can accept things, but I can't always be grateful. So um, that's what I have to work on because humility is the key to everything, man. If you can be humble 
you can really enjoy your life. I, and, you know, I'm going to say me. If I can be humble, I know I can really enjoy my life because I've done it. Because I've done it. And this guy, this guy that I did this podcast with last week, the one that I will never air, um, he was like, this message to me, you were never a drug counselor. You were never in recovery. You were never this. Ne-. Like, and I mean, just to like rip people down, you know, I can't even think. Usually when I send people texts, it's I'm bitching at them, you know, and a lot of times it's somebody that I don't know that well. But somebody that I know that I've had a relationship with, I would never send those, that kind of a text. Everybody thinks because I have a big mouth and because um, everybody thinks I'm like a, a, a big loud mouth mean person. I'm not at all. But when I was breaking into comedy, right, a bunch of 20-year-old people tried to give me shit. And I just was not taking it. You know, I was, not, I was sticking up for myself. And I was, I was getting bullied by people in their 20s and early 30s. And I'm a grown man. You know, I'm a grown man that wants to do comedy. So, and I'm friends with everybody now. But what happens is people are friends to your face and they talk about you behind your back. Um, this troll guy, he's still at it. The guy, he called, he contacted a friend of mine the other day um, who moved out west. Um, somebody I used to do the podcast with. And he asked him about me. And my friend contacts me, who I'm not really in great standing with, but he'll always be my friend on some level. But he said, um, he said, why are people contact? Why are people asking me about you? And then when he told me what he asked, I forgot exactly what it was, but I could tell by the question that it was this, this troll hater guy. And I'm thinking, he the guy's drunk. He's drunk home, just with nothing to do. Um, but. You know, he, that was an instance where he messaged me and I, in the middle of the night and I was like, dude, you're harassing me. I will destroy you on my podcast. If you come on my podcast and you talk this way to me, I will destroy you. And I, 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 it was, it was a pretty pissed off message, but I had sent him nice messages before that. And the guy was drunk and not responding. And there was another instance with this UFO guy, um, who contacted me about my podcast and he started getting nasty with me. And I just don't like being disrespected. I guess I have to get used to it. <laughs> he said to me, your podcast panders to the lowest common denominator. And I said, okay, dude, but if you say that on my podcast, I'm going to destroy you. You know? I mean, the guy didn't have a cell phone. You know? He, you know, yeah. I mean, listen, you don't want to have a cell phone, that's fine. But if you're not having a cell phone purposely because you think the government's tracking you and you just don't have one, that's weird to me, man. He said he had thousands of thousands of listeners on his podcast and stuff. That's cool, man. I wish him well. But, you know, and the guy just, he, he left and I'd love to talk to him again. That's a dude I wish I would have been more, um, been able to take a little bit of disrespect. And that's what I have to try to learn to do, is to uh, not be sensitive. It's hard, man. It's hard when you're putting yourself out all the time. And you have somebody, you know, take a cheap shot at you, or you have somebody just in a civil conversation. These UFO people, 
<laughs> these UFO people. Those are the only you people I can say. The UFO people. But, you know, they, they just get so mad. They get upset. And what they don't realize is that when they get upset, they're pushing people further away from their cause. When you act like a screaming lunatic about something, nobody wants to be around you. Like last night when I was waiting for the bus, you know, and I was like in the middle of the road, where's the bus? I was literally in the middle of the road talking to the lady from the hotel. Nobody was coming over to me asking me if I needed help. They were trying to stay away from me. They were keeping an eye on me. Security probably had me on camera watching me. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I mean, you know, if I was somebody that was trying to get people to believe in something that they just thought was fantastic, I would think the best way to do would be to be composed. And this is what I told the guy. I said, if you're composed and if you even use a little bit of humor and maybe even a little bit of skepticism, that's how you identify with people. And he just kept saying, those people are nothing. They're the lowest common denominator. That's not who I'm trying to get to. But I, I can't identify with that. I'm trying to get to everybody. I'm trying to get to everybody. We want to, nobody can be left out of anything. We have to, if we want to get better as, as, you know, I don't have the answers, man. But I'm saying we just can't, you can't say, I'm I'm just going for these for for a certain demographic. You know, it usually winds up you know winds up like that. But I mean, you know, if you're if you're if you have information, it's different if you have an entertainment program that you're producing that's fictional and it's geared towards people in their fifties or thirties or twenties or whatever. That's different. But when you're talking about history and people's religion and tying it in with extraterrestrials. I don't know, brother. You better have your shit together. You know? You better be personable, man. If you want people to believe this information, you got to be personable. And then, you know, and, and another, yeah. And that's another thing, too. This dude last week that ripped me apart, the guy I had on the podcast, all he talks about is crying fits and panic fits and how um, he has insomnia. And he wants to do this and he wants to do that and he missed this and he missed that. And that, you know, he can't get an agent anymore. Nobody wants to work with him and all this stuff. And dude, I was like, I felt bad for the guy. And I still do kind of. I like the guy. I hope, he, I hope I can, we can hang out again. But I can see, you know, you just turn on somebody like that and then block me so I can't even respond. That's what a coward does, man. You know? You don't write somebody a message ripping them and their family apart and then block them. You at least give somebody... Um, you can unfriend them, but you don't block them. You give somebody a, uh, a, a, you know, a second to retaliate. or Not retaliate. That's the wrong word. To respond. To respond. Um... So I don't know, man. I don't know about this internet stuff. I don't really know that much about comedy. <clears throat> I know that I like doing it. Um, and I have many people tell me they like my comedy. Dozens to hundreds tell me they like my comedy. And I don't know. If, you're, if you build houses, right, there's people that start building houses. 
They work for somebody for a long time and all of a sudden they start building houses. And some people like their houses better than people that have been doing it for 10 years. Better than people that have been doing it for 20 years. A lot of people in comedy are focused on how long they've been doing it. And it prevents them from doing certain things. And personally, I think it's a cop-out. I think it's a cop-out in a lot of ways. I'm not saying everybody that says it, but when people constantly focus on it. I saw this guy the other day go on stage and say he was doing comedy for 30 years. And he was, I'm not going to say he was terrible. He just wasn't funny. He, he did not have anything, not one laugh. So what's the sense of going up and saying that you're doing comedy for 30 years? And this was, a very, this was like a show type of deal. It wasn't really an open mic. People were there. There was regular people there. People were in a good mood. It wasn't a bunch of jaded comics. There was jaded comics there. But when it's a show type of thing and you're there with people that are booking shows, everybody's happy. Everybody's having a good time. And this dude went up and said he's been doing comedy for 30 years and he bombed. He bombed hard. And we all bomb hard. But I just, I can't get it. I hardly ever see anybody do well when they say they've been doing comedy for 20 years or 30 years or whatever. This other dude, young dude, does comedy for 10, no, 20 years. He says he's been doing comedy. I'm youngish, he's like my age. And that's what he always says. And then his talent can't back it up. You know, this young dude that I'm working with now, he's a pretty young dude. And I don't know how young he is, youngish. And he's, you know, he's, he's likes to tell, you know, he, he'll tell you, I've been doing, I'm, I'm young in age, but old in comedy, he says. And let me tell you, this dude has a fucking set. He's a, he's a, a young, vibrant guy that has original type comedy. And um, I have respect for him, man. I have respect for somebody that can come in and say, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm doing it for 10 years and I feel like I'm, 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 I know what I'm doing. And I'm not saying, like, this was, I have a booked mic. So he came to my booked mic, and he was working some stuff out. I don't know if it's new stuff. I don't know if it's old stuff. But it was good. And it was funny. And if you're going to talk shit, be funny. All right? That's it. That's all I ask. If you're going to, but you know what happens is, the people that are really funny don't have time to talk shit. Because they're just too busy being funny, man. So I'm going to go because I, I have, <laughs> I'm very busy being funny and I have things to do. I have to talk to the casting director and um, I'm going to be here in LA. I might record one more before I leave. This has been Food Addict. My name is Anthony Quinn. Um, I'd like to thank anybody who listens to this podcast and supports it. This podcast means a lot to me. Thank you.